0: Hey there, Knicks fans. How are you? Um, <laughs> if you're anything like me, you don't know which end is up anymore. Um, welcome to another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast, a podcast that is uh, usually about the Knicks, but the Knicks aren't playing basketball right now. Um, so, where does that leave us? I have, of course, the only person I would entrust this endeavor uh, with me on the phone, um, Jeremy Cohen uh hi how are you what's going on anything new i'm good in the sense of you know
1: i uh i was able to secure working from home i'm really fortunate to have a boss who understands the situation at hand a life certainly chaotic and um it does suck to not have any sports in one's life but you know it's uh it's 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 worth it if if it slows down any severity of getting people who have very compromised immune systems uh you know if if it helps them in any way so i'm all for it it's
0: i mean so there were i think i i don't know if i told you this but i like i, I said i decided in my own mind a few days ago that we would we would keep doing pods and i texted you yesterday something to that effect but but in my own mind i think um i've been very intimidated uh at the prospect of recording this now i mean i'm sure we'll fumble our way over the coming weeks but especially right now for two reasons one um everything's like it's so new and it's happening so fast and like you know just think about this like when they made the decision to, um, uh, well, at first play games uh, without fa- fans in arenas. It was a Wednesday night, right? Um, before the decision- before bear and it was the originally the decision was we're going to keep playing games with no fans in the arenas, right?
1: The the very first game that was going to have it was the Thursday night Nets Warriors. That's game. okay.
0: So we are we are less than we're recording this at. Uh, four 30 on, on Sunday afternoon, we're essentially five days removed from there being like still the thought process that like, Hey, maybe we could get 20,000 people in a building together and um it would be okay. And now I'm at the point we, I say, I, we are at the point where I went outside earlier and grabbed an Amazon package from our stoop, and my wife, God, God bless her, yelled at me because she's like, "Did you wash your hands after you grabbed the Amazon package?" Um, and and brought it inside, and and the sad thing was, is like, oh my, god, I had to be like, yes, I did, because no, I did, I did. Um, did you? You
1: can just just blink once. I can't <laughs> see you, but blink once if you did, blink twice if you didn't.
0: Um, readers can use their no I mean listeners rather Um, no it's this is where we are now and um, and, you know you just told me before we we, you know started the episode that uh, what state Illinois closed essentially shut down what bars and restaurants
1: yes they're delivering starting Monday they're delivering everywhere Um, they're working with schools and and districts to help feed children who usually would come to school and require or or um really need that that meal so it's it's really happening ever or at least it should probably be happening like then whether it's extreme or not we get into you know it's kind of just weighing the pros and cons of is shutting things down better for our just our way of living or even the economy in the short run does it help more in the long run it's it's all very calculated or or really not because it doesn't feel like a cohesive effort our country but it's yeah so it's anyways
0: yeah Yeah. no i mean no i knew i knew shit got real when i got an email from uh Domino's that i had i now had the option to choose a a contactless delivery at my front door where the the person delivering my pizza could i guess place it on the front stoop and then i i I would um i don't know crumple up the money in a ball and throw it at him um (laughs) whatever i and look i mean it's just it's so a Knicks podcast, the sports podcast. I mean, if people want to go hear about this stuff, this is probably not where they're coming. I just, it's again going back to the original thing I was saying. I that that's part of why, that's the other part of why I was intimidated, but to record this is because like, it's it's tough to think about anything else. It's tough to talk about anything else. Um, you know, I'm sitting here. It's like I said, it's four thirty right now. My As I told you, my wife just popped her head in a minute ago and was like, hey, the Palacio's having a press conference at five, maybe to close the schools, which obviously impacts where where I'm going to be, you know, uh, tomorrow morning. It's it's just all fluid. And, um, you know, we don't have sports um unfortunately it's like and i'm thinking about how many times have you seen a tweet did you see a tweet this year where it was like i'm done with this team i can't watch this team anymore (laughs) and it's like well don't you sons of bitches don't you wish you had julius randall spinning into eight defenders now i bet (laughs) uh you know but again it it really it takes it's sad but it takes stuff like this to kind of put things in perspective but um yeah i mean that's 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 where we are i guess. Um, do you, do you, are you actively missing Knicks basketball yet? Yes, I would say I am. Um,
1: just, you know, it's the sort of thing where I really would like to finish what we've started with this season. And yeah, we know it's going to end in mid April, or at least we knew that. Um, I was really looking forward to seeing the growth of the young players because I got the impression that there would hopefully come a point where Leon Rose would say, you know what? Let's just let's I see what the young kids are doing every few games. You know, it seemed like Frank had a great game and had shown signs earlier and it just felt like something was coming. Knox was putting the work. It felt like something was coming. Mitch is doing a phenomenal job. RJ did an excellent job in the last game. And, and um, you know, there's more that the eye test for him was a little tough leading up to that over the last Ten or so games, but statistically speaking, he was really starting to find his groove. And so you look at that, and you just really want to see more of it. And it's a shame because those games would be so crucial towards development, since so much of their development was was um, the veterans are prioritized over them. So yeah, that's that's really what I was looking forward to—just understanding what is at stake for the future. And now everything is up in the air. Literally, everything changes as a result, and. We'll certainly talk more about it, but it's not just the Knicks and it's, it's not just the draft. It's not just free agency. It's everything.
0: It's no, it is everything. And, um, you know, I, I know we're supposed to hate everything that happens over at ESPN, but like, um, I was listening to, uh, the Windhorst, um, that was the name of the show with Jackie McMullen and occasionally other folks that come on, whatever the, the podcast that Brian Windhorst puts out on ESPN, you know, and he was talking about how, um, may, like uh, really looking down the line, like maybe there's a silver lining to this. Maybe it leads to a permanently shortened season, um, which is something that I think people who truly do love this game would would like to see. Um, and and also maybe one that just uh, that starts later in the year. Um, but to your point, before we get to to what's to come, it's like, um, it seemed like and like sure. There's only so much you could learn over the last 16 games of the season. But I think this was a unique circumstance for two reasons. One, you mentioned the name Leon Rose. I like he has to make some really difficult decisions. I mean, every summer in the NBA is a difficult decision making period for people that run a team. Right. Um, He was he was here for what? Two, two weeks. Was it even two weeks? It, was, one and a, it, it was, was like 10 days. It wasn't even two weeks because yeah. uh,
1: March 1st was a Sunday. March 2nd was, Take, the press, was the press release. There you go. And then I think it was six
0: games in total, right? Yeah. So he was here for, for barely a week um, to kind of get to know the team and, and see them play up close, see their practice habits, see how they interacted with one another, all of these types of things. Um, I mean – to the extent that we're going to get any more regular season basketball, I, I mean, I, I posited a theory, and I don't know what you think of it, that if if the season – there's two scenarios. One is the season continues and there's playoffs, or two is things get really fucking crazy and there's, there's not. Assuming the season continues, one would think they would have – some like two, three, four, maybe it's different for each team, depending on how many games they've played regular season games left, but that's not going to be a lot. And like, God knows those circumstances are not going to be the type where you're going to want Leon Rose, like making big decisions. Right. In like this right. almost like weird. Yeah. So there's from that perspective. And then the other thing you mentioned is the young guys are we're starting to play really well. Um Mitchell Robinson, I was doing research for the the Chris Paul piece that I had uh, come out today on um, SI.com. Do you know that Mitchell Robinson, uh, where he ranked in terms of – it's the basketball reference uh, statistic uh, win shares, where he ranks this season? It's got to be pretty high. Um,
1: I would say – Keep in mind this is the Knicks. Right. I would say – let's
0: say 28th. 28th. So um, he is 20th, um, one spot below Kyle Lowry. Um, I I also think it's important to mention that, um, let me see. I think, no, Yeah. every single, every, (laughs) so it shows that this is not a perfect statistic uh, because Hassan Whiteside is is ranked 12th on this, but like (laughs) it's, it's also, you know, James Harden is first, then Giannis, then Anthony Davis, then Rudy Gobert. Uh, There you go. Um, Lillard, LeBron, Jokic. It's its a fairly reliable list. Mitchell Robinson is 20th in win shares on the year. Um, like, he's been really good. Frank like, um, look, we don't have to revisit it, but he had, I would, you know, a lot of people think maybe the game of his life, uh, or his career at least, um, just this week. And like, RJ was like, you know, six for six on the free throw lines, you know, kind of feeling it, whatever, yeah, 26 points. It's like, these are good things and you would have given, you would have had another month and now it's, it's gone. And I don't know what that means one way or another for what happens this summer. Um, Maybe Leon Rose already had his mind made up about which way he wants to go. I, who knows, but I, I'm just, it sucks that we don't get to see them anymore. And I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think if you had to guess, whether the shortened season is going to make him lean more into the kids next year or go further away from it. What what would you think? I, I, I don't know that I even have an opinion on it, to be honest.
1: Yeah. you. You know, I really, he'll probably have to rely on the coaching staff and his eyes. He'll probably have to go back and watch a lot of tape, speak with Scott Perry and see what he has in front. I am hesitant to thinking that, the league will be the season will be that truncated um, because the, the you that, think they'll
0: we, play a lot more games.
1: The reason I do is because the league was very willing to play that Nets Warriors game with no fans, and then of course Gobert tested positive, or at least you know that that was the concern. And almost instantly, the league said shut it down. We've got to we've got to hit pause. I think the bigger question is when will fans be back? Um, I don't know if the league will resume in the thirty days that they have assumed and of course scheduling can be a nightmare but they have a team i would imagine uh specifically designed for scheduling games and this is some, you know they'll figure that part out right and other events will be canceled at arenas um uh, stefan Bondi tweeted this out i had thought of it as well it'd be really fun to see basketball games outside. I, <laughs> I see. Too. I do. Uh, I mean, it's not it, crazy. It's not nuts. No, it isn't. No, I mean, I feel bad for like someone like Cody Zeller, who is going to have sunscreen in his eyes, like in semi-pro when they wear the eyeliner and they're just, it gets in their eyes and they start crying and they fall to the ground. But otherwise it's, you know, it's, it'll be fun to watch because it's just a completely different situation. I don't know if we've ever seen an outdoor NBA game. Um, but I think that the league has a lot at stake in terms of, revenue. I was about to say,
0: it always comes down to money.
1: of course. And so the big thing is you're going to look at a lot of owners, but let's say you have those few games, then you feed into the playoffs. If you are, if you're an owner and you're relying on more ticket sales, um, yes, everyone across the board, I shouldn't say everyone, but um, a lot of people are going to see financial repercussions from what's going on. That's, That's to be assumed. But I think that The salary cap is also a big factor. Um, First and foremost, I think teams want to make money, of course, but then that also affects how the salary cap is. Um, And teams are then going to be over the line. But but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Basically, for those who are unaware, the salary cap is partially determined by ticket sales, concession sales, merchandise, all the things that you would expect um, the revenue that would be driven. But that's not
0: all it's from either.
1: Right. There's, a, there's a, a whole lot of other things. It's um, That's just a portion of it. But it's a significant portion in the sense that, sure, uh, there might come a point where when games do return, if we just went right into the playoffs, the the excitement uh, of having to wait so long would be fully – it would be a fully energized fan base. So I'm not talking about team-wise, just league-wise. And people would watch a lot of games because they've missed it for so long, it was taken from us, and now we get it back. Um, but still, it, it would hit the, the economic – the economic aspect would hit the league fairly hard. Yeah. Um, and so when you take that into consideration, you then think about how it affects the salary cap. So if these teams are already losing out on revenue from the games and the salary cap lowers to the point where it's honestly so tough for us to, to even figure out what it would lower to, but let's say hypothetically speaking, it lowers to um, an amount than what we have now. Cause before it was projected about five, 6 million more. Uh now it's around 109 million. Let's say it's lower than 109 million. There are only six teams I want to say that are projected to have cap space
0: going into next season. And that you, would still be the case. You even- you hyena, you scavenger taking advantage <laughs> of the situation for the Knicks' benefit. Keep going. I'm yeah,
1: sorry. so so you're looking at teams that now have less cap space or were going to have none to begin with and are now more susceptible to paying some sort of luxury tax or
0: or because you know, if, if the be. salary cap goes down, the tax it's there's two limits. There's the the I always get these confused. There's the luxury tax line, and then there's like the what the repeater tax line, which is above it, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, or, or take- no, sorry, it's not a. It's there's a there's another there's like yes. the there's two different levels, but but whatever, both of them will go down.
1: Right. So if your team like the Warriors, where you were really struggling this year because you were just pressed above that or just below the one hundred thirty eight million dollars, that is the the absolute hard.
0: Hard cap. That's I what I was probably. thinking. Hard cap. Yeah. Uh,
1: and of course, they did a sign in trade. So they were hard capped because of CBA rules. Bottom line is, if it went down, uh, not only are they dealing with a higher repeater tax because um, with the Wiggins trade, they're locked into that contract, Um they really can't do very much. In fact, you would then probably see them want to trade down if they had a high draft pick, uh, because of financial reasons. But the, the bottom line. <laughs> I love all the way your is, mind works. It is a <laughs> sick, sick thing. Thank you. Uh, but for a lot of these teams, they're they're now losing money this season and then getting taxed up the wazoo next year. Uh, if you're the Knicks, it certainly benefits you. You're obviously going to be less inclined to do a, a Chris Paul like trade because that's what you, you, you think have to play with. Um, but then it also gets really fascinating because, again, we have no idea what the salary cap line would be. And let's be delusional here, John, because that's really all we have right now, right?
0: It, it's all that's all I ever have. But, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm on this roller coaster ride with you. Keep going. So, again,
1: the whole point is delusion here. But let's say that the salary cap lowers to such a point that uh, it really doesn't make sense for some of the best players in the league to search for new contracts. Like we knew about DeMar DeRozan and the uh, quote unquote interest that the Knicks might have. Uh, I see where you're going. There's no reason for DeMar DeRozan to opt out and bait a team. If the amount of teams gets even smaller, um, which probably doesn't happen that much because all six of
0: those teams are, have a lot of. So you're, you're saying this could keep the Knicks from shooting themselves in the foot. Potentially.
1: Yeah. But (laughs) it's, it's more than just that. Because uh, th- I feel like that's the more realistic part.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for the, du- the the real delusion to sink in. Oh,
1: it'll hit you. It'll hit you. Uh, but so take DeMar DeRozan for an example. He's not going to probably, in this case, going to sign or look for a max deal because uh, we're to assume that the following year, assuming that COVID-19 doesn't make a significant comeback in the fall and, and jeopardize other things – that the salary cap would kind of go back to where we were expecting it next year uh, as in like 2021. Um, huh. And fans would be so energetic to have basketball back that that might add. To that. I- so here's where the, here's where the delusion part comes. Yeah, interesting. Um, let's say that the max contract for like a two and one or a five year max, whatever you want it to be. Uh, the scale is certainly different because of this year's salary cap being potentially lower. If you're a player like Anthony Davis, you're not going to want to re- to sign a max deal. Like I would imagine, based on the Lakers situation, that before, before everything with coronavirus, that Anthony Davis is probably going to look into a 2 and one uh, a three-year deal with an opt-out on the third year. The reason being, he gets to play with LeBron for two more seasons. Uh, he has the ability to opt out. And at that point, he would be a 10-year veteran, which could give him a 35% max contract. That's what I always assumed would be the case. But now So now you're
0: saying he signs for one year.
1: Well, that's the thing. Either he signs for one year at the max, whatever that might be, or if it's uh if that would be less than his player option for next year, he would opt into that. Oh. So you take whatever would be larger oh. and then he would look for a new contract. And so things get really interesting there because all of a sudden you're looking at a free agency in 2021 where you've got two top five players. Uh of course, Kawhi Leonard. LeBron James, Paul George, all those guys are eligible, but the likelihood of them leaving their respective cities is so low, in my opinion, that it doesn't really make sense to try to go after them anyway.
0: You've been saying this, yeah.
1: Right. So if you're the Knicks now, uh, there's no reason to compromise your future with that Chris Paul type contract or doing anything that might be um, compromising future future cap space Because the reality is that you're suddenly dealing with a situation you never thought would unfold, which is two top five players uh, basically hitting the free agent market and healthy and younger, you know, in their real primes, not like Achilles. Uh, And again, like I said, this is all delusion.
0: I'm like, I'm I'm actually that you have the testicles big enough to actually posit this theory um, like verbally. On this on the airwaves of I I, I honestly I'm i in admiration of you <laughs> right now. Only on the Knicks Film School podcast can COVID nineteen equate to uh Giannis and and Anthony Davis teaming up on the Knicks in, in a year and a half. Look, it's hmm, again, it. I don't know how many times I've say
1: delusional for No, it it's not
0: but here's delusional. the thing. We don't this, we don't know what like if, right. here's my can I just here's where I want to interject on this for a second. I think the, and again, I don't, I haven't thought through how this necessarily would affect the Knicks, but like, okay, let's go. Can we go back to the 30 days from now thing or 30 days, I guess, from whatever, Thursday, um, if the, if the league deems itself like, okay, the players are all, like, we can keep the players safe in games, right? Um and just have no fans and then start the chain of events, which you just posited. Right. But like around the country, um, it's a situation where we're, and this is where it gets into real life, where we're seeing in Italy right now. Um, and it's like, I wouldn't say it's pandemonium over there, but it's, it's not good. Um, and some other places in the world, it's similarly um, really not good. Um, I. I actually am going to go the other way and, and trust me, I've thought in my mind, like, yeah, of course, when basketball comes back, people are going to be like, oh my God, this is awesome. It's basketball. I've missed this so much. But if, if pretty much everybody in the country has like a loved one or a friend or something who is like, oh my God, is, uh, did so-and-so get a hospital bed today or something to that effect? I just, I can't fathom the NBA giving the okay to play games in that scenario that's something that i th- and just if you if you go with that um f- very depressing you 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 did delusional i'm doing depressing um future future outcome then like i think and then sorry one one other uh out- outcome of that of that future scenario is in this country, people are going to really, really, really get hit hard financially, which means fewer people renewing, renewing season tickets, fewer people renewing league pass, fewer people, just basically fewer, mo- like less money going into basketball. And I think it the money could start to go down. And as opposed to rebounding as quickly as you posited, like, I don't know, um, is there going to be some injection of funds into the economy from the federal government? I mean, I know there was the $1.5 trillion, what have you, but that I think is just a very specific thing into the markets and like, I don't want to get into that. But the point is, as, as we've said several times already on this podcast, we have no idea what lies in front of us. I do think it's an interesting theory you pose though, and it's certainly one I'd be rooting for. Um, <laughs> that's for, that's for shit sure. I, I, the lower salary cap thing is interesting to me because that I think is that's, – that's something that I think in both of our scenarios, we could agree that the salary cap for next year is going to go down. Is that – I think that's fair, right?
1: Yeah, um, well – How does it not I, go down? Well, because here's the thing. If, if we're at the, the point where we've recovered enough and the games continue – Maybe it doesn't go up as highly, but the the thing is, if if we were to be in a situation where um, maybe they had fans spread out more, I don't I don't think they would do that. I think they would either be everyone is healthy and we have games filled, or we just play them closed doors. Um, yeah, it seems like it could easily go down. I, uh, but again, if games if games do renew, if we're able to see that, maybe the fan perspective is just part of it. Then maybe it just doesn't go up as highly as we thought I do think it will go down i I, I agree with
0: you. I think it's gonna go down and I mean if we're really gonna you know talk about this I think that I think that opens up an interesting opportunity like you said for the Knicks in the immediate future um to because look you know i mean I, sh- I was about to say everyone's gonna feel this financial crunch that's coming, including the owners but then I remind myself that we live in America where if there's one group of people that never has to worry about a blessed thing, it's the top one uh point one of uh one percent. So they'll probably be fine. But at the same time, if they're losing out on money, um, which again in this scenario they will be in some way, shape, or form, they are not going to want to um spend any more of it than they have to. And yeah, I think you could see a scenario where the Knicks could be um let's say opportunistic is that like, but then again, and, and to see, this is where this all ties together with basketball gone for so long. And with the Knicks, I think the Knicks have still the highest season ticket price or t- not season ticket price, ticket price in the league. Right. That has to be true. I would imagine, based on what, I mean, see them or the Lakers based on what we're paying. Yeah. It's, it's really high. Yeah, Whatever. If James Dolan, cause, and again, we, i talked about this, I think with you last week, um, or at some point recently on the show, where I think James Nolan is, is starting to have real serious concerns, um, and you've brought this idea up too, about filling those seats. Um, if like, <laughs> this is crazy to even talk about, but if like tourism to New York, not shuts down, but lessens for a while, let's say for the next calendar year, there's an advisement that people don't fly as much. like. Who do you think is going to get hurt by that the most cities like New York that that depend on tourism um, in large part? I mean, the, God knows there's been no shortage of people who have poked fun at the Knicks this year by saying that the buildings only filled because it's it's tourists. Um, you know, if people don't renew their season tickets, if people don't, you know, just buy. It's like you could see a scenario where Dolan is like, I'm now officially fucking worried about filling this building. And doing something, and like to me, that would lead to like, wait, we could get Chris Paul for what? And uh, he's he he would improve our team by how much? Like, you know, again, I'm so I'm sorry, I keep repeating yeah. myself. We just don't know, but like, I like agree. that scenario is in play just as much as any other, you know,
1: for sure. But I think that I think Dolan would then be more inclined. He probably talked to Leon Rose, and at the end of the day, um, sure, Dolan is in charge, but he is leaving basketball operations to Leon Rose. Um, fans probably may not. Yeah,
0: Hold on. That's what you, th- you really believe that?
1: I do. We, in we, the sen- we've yeah, never yeah. actually had
0: this conversation yet. Like, do we have any fucking sense? What's I'm sorry to be cursing so much, but that's the kind of day it is. Do we have any sense whatsoever? How much Dolan's going to be hands off here in terms of I don't want to, I'm not trying to be like, Oh no, give up uh, Mitchell Robinson in a trade for Chris Paul. I'm not talking about that, but, I'm talking about with a directive to, like, hey, you better get some, like, names in here. Or maybe it's a conversation they already had. Like, do we really think those conversations haven't taken place?
1: It's hard to tell. But I think the one thing with Dolan is that he understands the importance of first-round picks. Um, Maybe almost too much. One could argue, at least now. I mean, of course, then he was trading. He was giving away, like, candy. But there's clearly been a shift organizationally. And I'm... I'm not against the idea of trading any picks because it could also depend on the right player. But uh, basically the way – what I was going to say with with the stars is why – if you're Dolan, you could probably – proposition like this. You desperately want someone to bring in for for, um, fans? Okay, here's an idea. Instead of trading for Chris Paul and giving up assets potentially and taking on $45 million for when he's 36 years old, um, you could probably just sign Carmelo Anthony to a cheap contract
0: ah uh, now we're but really
1: talk. talking but but if you really want to talk about <laughs> not, getting nick's fans in the building that
0: would actually be smart that's not yeah, smart.
1: this is this continues from what we've talked about with from a brand perspective if you want to talk about from an actual basketball standpoint it's a very different conversation um but if if that is dolan's main priority and you can say to him hey no one else is really going to sign carmel anthony most likely maybe the the Blazers do, but they're not going to sign him for for more than, at most, an exception. So if you're the Knicks and you want to bring Melo home and maybe he wants to compete for a championship and feels that Portland's a better option, and the reality is it probably is next year. Um, they have a better team, and when healthy, they're simply a better squad. But then again, you could also look at it as maybe he wants to be the focal point again. Uh, that was also what got him in trouble in the first place, but a whole... There's a whole lot that could go on, but if you really, really want, if you're Dolan, you really want some sort of star power, and you don't want to give up a lot, that is an avenue, at the very least, to get fans in the door.
0: Yeah, no, I, I and it's it's one. It would be a lot cheaper and um, probably wiser uh, for, probably for him to take that. Uh,
1: Twenty-seven times more expensive or twenty-six times more expensive uh, to bring in. Chris Paul than it is to have Carmel Anthony. If we're to assume that Carmel Anthony was on a
0: minimum contract. Who, who else could we bring back? Let's could we think of some other names? Jamal Crawford. I'm uh, sitting, Jamal Crawford's in your home. Let's get the whole gang back. J. Not R. doing Smith a blessed. Oh, J.R. Smith would definitely be available.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: Um, Go ahead, sure. T- Tyson. Tyson Chandler. I'm yeah. pretty sure his deal is expired. He's on a probably minimum contract with Houston. Let's get him back. Uh, Jeremy Lin. Wait, Jeremy Lin went to play in um in China. China, and he may not want to go back. Yeah. Um, So let's get okay, great. So we'll get Lin and Mello see if they can mend their differences that that never got mended from 2012. I listen, you could sell me on this planet in a heartbeat uh, <laughs> over giving up real assets for Chris I mean, look, I'm being facetious, but no, I, you you really you do. It's funny, I hadn't thought about that. The Mello idea is just an easy, cheap way to fill seats. Yeah. Um, think about how many fans he still has here. No, it, 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 it and
1: worldwide. It makes and, so- if you want to, you want I mean, like we talked about, uh, LeBron James really changing your culture from a brand perspective, right? And how Chris Paul would be second, uh, having a redemption tour with Carmelo Anthony and him coming home. And if he also said at the beginning of the season, like, this is my last year, then that sort of feeling of bringing fans to the seats to say, like, I got to see Melo. Cause he's back and this is the last season we'll ever have to see him. And there's kind of this implicit understanding between the two parties before they sign. Like, look, we really want you back, but, um, this is probably it. Uh, this is you're 36 years old. I'm sure Leon Rose and Mello can be very candid about the situation. Seeing as how, uh, you know, they were a player and agent, they had a player agent relationship. Uh, it can be a very cohesive experience between the two of them. Again, uh, basketball aside, uh, there there are some real concerns as to why mello was gone in the, in the first place um Look, i don't want to necessarily repeat those no, issues we don't need to have a mello
0: discussion right, right. now but like if like you're telling me Mello's going to come here and here how about this I, i'll give you one just let mello I, oh my god I, i'm i'm like i'm so excited about what i'm about to say that it's actually it's i can't even get the words out without uh, gagging on my own like excitement Everything Bobby Portis was this year, just let Melo do that. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, he, yeah. He's not – He nobody's worse than Bobby Portis defensively. Put Melo in at the four. He's your backup four. You have him in playing with Frank and Mitch to cover up for his poor defense. Um, Bobby Portis takes, uh, what, uh, 57 shots per 36 minutes as it is? Yeah, you know – Melo would, uh, would you know, be a kind of candy store with that. That could actually work. I did not think this is where this episode was going to go, but <laughs> si- sign me up for Carmelo Anthony 2020-2021 New York Nick, Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and I think then what you're at least looking at is uh, a team where you know the ceiling isn't that high. Because I think if you, if you take on, if you give assets especially and you take on Chris Paul, uh, what you're saying is, we're basically trying to create a feeble playoff team,
0: and they would still suck if they got exactly. mellow.
1: And they would, right? And ah! they would, they would be well below. Uh, it now me, I'm it feels, like 20, it feels like twenty what sixteen when Derek Rose said super team, and you're just thinking, oh my god, this team is is really going to be not very good. Maybe they'll win forty four games or so, but this is the furthest thing from a super team. Why are you bringing this attention? I feel like that would be a similar effect. Just hopefully, no one would no player would say we're a super team. Uh, it's just the, it would kind of um, give off the impression that the Knicks are going for it when they're not. They're they're simply just taking in two players who are at the very ends of their careers and they're bridging them with very young players trying to find common ground. And that common ground is probably at most 35 wins. Yeah, no that's I- my, So, you know, that's the nice thing with not bringing in an, an all-star that you traded for who's 35 years old. Um, but just signing one, who is a former all-star who's still putting up numbers. Um, it's a very different story.
0: And just think, you know, J, uh, Jimmy, uh, boss man can, uh, throw mellow a couple extra bucks to sit there at the, um, at the presser and, and be like, you know, I was all set to retire. I was going to hang it up. I was going to, you know, just throw the old, throw the old, uh, what does he have a contract with Nike's Nike? Yeah. Throw throw the Nikes up on the uh, the telephone wire, and then Mr. Dolan called me up and he said, "He said, Mello, I would it would make me so happy if you came back and finished out your career at the one place that I know you ever truly considered home." And because James, you you called me and you said that with that heartfelt, you know, uh, gruff, uh, raspy voice that you have that's why I'm here. And you get, you get the James Dolan PR bump. You get the mellow, the mellow victory lap. It's, uh, this is, you know, you couldn't write this because no one would buy it. It's great. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, Jeremy. Thank you for introducing this possibility into my life. You're welcome. Um, all right. Uh, now that we've, now that we've exercised all, all corners of absurdity, um, let's, let's hit some other, other quick ones before we, we get out of here. Um, the draft, uh, will still be held at some point. Um, one thing that, um, I forget, I, I don't know if Mark Berman was the first to report it. I, he was the first that let me know of it at least, um, the ports, ports, <sighs> invitation. Yeah. I was I was just gonna say, but go yes. The yeah. So the, the Portsmouth Invitational is um a, a it's a tournament, right? Yeah. Where it's specifically
1: for seniors. for seniors
0: for college seniors um to go and show their stuff. It's um at the Portsmouth Invitational where um Damian Dotson really popped, which is part of the reason that Phil Jackson drafted him uh three years ago. Free dot forever. Um that has been canceled, so it's not that that. In and of itself is the end of the world. I mean, at this point, obviously, you know, seniors, I mean, there's what, one, maybe two guys that get drafted in the first round. Um, but it's, it's more an indication of things to come. And, um, obviously more important than that, or, well, I don't know, maybe more important than that. The NC, I was gonna, I was gonna say the, the NCAA tournament's obviously been canceled. So that's one less opportunity for, um, scouts and people to see, you know, a lot of these players. But at the same time, I would actually argue that like decisions made based on tournament production can actually be more fraught than not. Um, So maybe that's maybe that's for the best that the Knicks don't get a chance to fall in love with some kid uh, who happens to go to the final four. Um, But again, it's less evidence. Who knows if there's going to be a draft combine in Chicago this year? Um, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's a condensed one where they don't play scrimmages where where, or maybe it's like a remote one where like players like do measurements at home or something and like mail them in or like who the hell knows what it's going to look like. But the Knicks are going to have a lot less evidence with which to go off of here. Um, that's not good, right? No. And it's really tough,
1: especially because Leon Rose has to evaluate his scouts, and so if you're looking How the hell does at, he do that? If they right. Have, yeah. Yeah. And then you're, you're kind of trying to decide if these are the right people. Uh, how close? I'm sure the Knicks of the Scouts have been following significant games and even insignificant names, games. Um, it's just a matter of do you take their opinions into what's going on um, or do you bring in some more outside help? And then you look at the players that you've got like Frank, uh, like Kevin, like all these other guys who – it's like maybe they're starting off slowly, but they're coming into their own. So were these guys right all along um, in terms of their best judgment? And then you bring in the Scott Perry and Steve Mills factor and you try to understand the dynamic that went on there. Everything is so – there's just a massive wrench that's thrown in here. Can
0: you imagine being Leon Rose and trying to decide like I have my development department here and I have my scouting department here. One of these groups of people should almost certainly not have jobs anymore. Um, yeah. And trying to pick like which one it is <laughs> like, and I, honestly, it could be either. <laughs> it could be after <laughs> God's honest truth, maybe it should be both. But um, anyway, yeah, yeah, it's not. Uh, but I was just, I was just looking
1: at the uh, Tankathon Big Board, and obviously, it's just one source. Uh, but basically, the way that the creator laid out the Big Board was ten of the sixty players are in the top sixty are seniors. Oh, and man, I'm, first- I'm pulling it up right now. And I want to say that the first senior on the board comes at number thirty-one in Killian Tilly of Gonzaga. So basically, what you're saying, or what what's being said here, is that the Knicks have two opportunities uh, to draft players who aren't seniors, and then one in the.
0: I have him at thirty-nine. By the way, I don't know what you, board you you might be looking at an old board. I have Killian. The tank-a-thon? Yeah, I have Tankathon. Killian Tilly at thirty-nine. I'm at the big, yeah. Big I have – oh, I ha- I'm looking at the mock the mock draft. Okay. okay. And then Cassius Winston, point guard, Michigan State, is another senior. Uh, and so some of these
1: guys will obviously get drafted just based on their talent. Yeah, but no, dude. We have, I mean it's four years' worth of evidence. Sure. Right. But we're going to also have to – it's going to be tough on the scouts uh, to figure out what players are really going to be high-level role players for the Knicks, who is maybe not even worth getting drafted, but uh, you're probably going to see some players who, as in the past – They've declined being drafted because they'd rather have their own ability to pick what team they go to. And how do you know? How do you decipher which players are really worth having that signing? Uh, who do you invite to training camp? Who wants to come? It's everything just gets so complicated. And then how do you figure out a separation between the top of the board, uh, depending on where you're picking, of course? Uh, like the other thing is. The re- I mean, the reality is that if you look at the the best players, uh, James James Wiseman is done for the year. Anthony Edwards in Georgia Cole, aren't they wouldn't make the tournament anyway. Uh, yeah, Cole De-
0: Anthony wasn't making it. Yeah, right. Um,
1: Ball obviously he's no, done. Avdia no, Killian Hayes no. I mean, uh, was Ty- the, um,
0: was hurt. Um, What's his face is uh, broke his. What was it uh, Halliburton? Right, he's yeah, he's done. Yeah, Halliburton's done. Yeah. Um,
1: so I mean, like you're looking at maybe the best player potentially being Onyeko uh just f- purely from raising his wow. That's crazy, but, yeah. Right. So that's the thing. This draft is so, rather, the, the tournament would have been so great just in terms of those big moments. Who can be important on a big stage? And yeah, it's sure. It, I mean, you know, Spencer obviously can speak much more about this, but my my understanding just from following everything is. This is a very small – the tournaments are very uh, small in terms of sample sizes, but it at least shows you who can kind of um, perform on a big stage. Uh, And they're enough sometimes to – like De'Aaron Fox probably helped his draft value, but he still was taken below Lonzo Ball. So it's all all a crapshoot and it just becomes even harder, especially if you're the Knicks and you're trying to determine – what scouts stay who are the important decision makers uh and who leon rose really trusts most
0: so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to end on a on a high note here um in terms of something that will will be encouraging um for the for the next it was a it was a report earlier today that um the uh, cavaliers capologist who um <laughs> uh dan, dan gilbert of all people the Cavs owner is, is has sung his praises in the in the past, so take take that with a, a grain of salt. Um, guy by the name of Brock Eller uh, is apparently a candidate for the Knicks front office job. Um, I don't know who Brock Eller is. I don't. I don't particularly care. But the fact that um this article got released did actually make me think that one benefit that could come from this shutdown is the fact that. You know, obviously, with games still being played, um, there was going to be a limit to how much, you know, prospective candidates for the Knicks front office, like we're going to have time to, like, I I just, I feel like we don't see guys stepping away from teams late in the season. It's like this, these types of moves from like one franchise to another happen after the year is over, right? with this stoppage, is there a possibility that Leon Rose is going to be able to maybe get a jump on, you know, finding good people to bring into the franchise? Um, not to play on the court, but uh for behind the scenes. I like I don't know how that would work. I don't I can't imagine like anybody would leave the leave their team that they're currently working for to come work for the Knicks in the middle of the stoppage, but at least To try to put the pieces in place now um, and then have it be a quicker, more seamless transition, like whenever the whenever the appropriate time was. And then should the NBA announce, like, let's say a month from now or 40 days from now, whatever, like, all right, there's not going to be any more regular season. We'll pick it up. But with the playoffs only like that would maybe, you know, open even more doors.
1: I don't know. It was just a thought that I had. Yeah. Um, well, this would, this is the perfect time to be making calls. It's basically, well, it's, I have all the time in the world, right? It's Leon Rose saying, Hey, just checking in to see how everything's going. How's your family? Um, by the way, let's, let's chat. You know, I'd love to, I'd love to talk to you about what's going on. Let
0: me, let me take you out for uh
1: brunch. Well, well, as long as there's enough space between the two. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, okay. let, me two. <laughs> let me take you uh, out to a virtual brunch. You know, DoorDash yeah. is at your door. Uh, right now. You have to laugh at this shit. Um, how does that like, I, I, the person who, um, the person who is, uh, this is targeted at will know when they hear it. But like, if you had, let's say you had a job interview scheduled for Monday, um, like that just like, what do you go in and you sit like at a long table? Um, or I guess is, would that be it probably canceled? Um,
1: it's probably, it's probably canceled. I mean, I've, um. I know of a situation where someone from the West Coast had to come in, and uh, uh, okay. they basically said, "No, I, I, like, I can't do that. I'm just not going to risk risk whatever is out there. Let's let's do something differently." Um, so I don't think that there's really, I mean, there's still business will still continue. Of course, it's just a matter of everything is 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 changing. Um, you know, you probably just don't want to be too close. It's you're trying to find the line between formal and informal, or formal and and respective uh, respectful of what's going on with people and that, yeah it's just it, it's hard to find that middle ground because it, you know you want to shake someone's hand you can't really do that and then it's kind of awkward Do you do you touch elbows as a as a thank you but uh, then you do the dracula cough so maybe there's like that's still spreading germs it's it's um, oh my god no geez, but even it.
0: more more generally it's like and this is i mean this is probably a good place to end like where what there's a certain like when when stuff like this happens and you know I, I it it wasn't happening the last two nights in major cities where everybody was was packing bars and shit which please if you're someone that is listening to this like stop don't go to any more bars and restaurants um just stay home uh order 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 contactless dominos uh that's probably what I'm going to do after I finish recording this <laughs> podcast but like uh what i was going to say is there there is a sense i feel like in america or at least there has been a sense in america in the past and hopefully knocking on wood it's still here that it's like we're all in this together let's 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 pull together and let's all act um in the interests of the greater good and like again we're blending like real life conversation with sports conversation but like if you're if you're Leon Rose um and there's somebody that like you want to have work for the Knicks that you think is really good like you shouldn't you shouldn't um in like tell that person like yeah sure um I want to interview you get on can you get on a plane and like come here um like you if I like, I'm just like thinking: if I was a person and Leon Rose called me and like, oh wow, I have a chance to go be like get a promotion and and work for him on this new thing he has with the Knicks, like shit, yeah, I'm gonna do that. They, that person's not gonna be able to help themselves. But is it up to? And I'm I'm using Leon Rose as an example. This goes across sports. This goes across life. Like, do, are you as the person who is like the the higher up in in society, so to speak? Like, do you? take it upon yourself to be like, you know what? We're forget the in-person interview. Let's just do Skype and then like, feel, feel comfortable, like making a hire that way. Or like, I don't know. These are the things that I, I, I think about and I wonder, like, I, I'm sure he's wondering about them. um, Yeah. Just, it
1: probably depends on what his relationship is with that person. So yeah, for example, um, if we're talking about Aller, uh, if he has experience, I know he, he worked with Aller on, Oh yeah, Cavs trade with J- Jared yes. Smith and Iman Shumpert. Yeah. so th- there's a chance that they've interacted before. That good job, Phil Jackson. Each other. By the way, I'm sorry. I say good job, Phil Jackson. by yeah. the way <laughs> seriously. Um, but it's the sort of thing where if, if he's never met or if he really doesn't know these people very well, uh, you have to meet them in person. You just you just do uh, because things can be so different. Even if you're skyping, it's just not a real life situation. It's very. Um, it's there's an informality to it where you just you need to be in the same room and read people so i think uh maybe if he knows these people very well and is interviewing them it's a different story but if he's trying to look outside of his rolodex and really get an understanding of people to talk to and it gets serious enough then at that point you you wait until you have the ability to meet with them in person so we probably won't see any significant moves uh until the end of the moratorium i guess is what we could probably call it Uh, yeah no
0: i'm sure it'll be nothing like official but like you know i'm talking more like thing like again putting things in in place so to speak.
1: right yeah like you know bring your candidates up to speed so basically because for all we know the draft could still be the same time and now you're looking (sighs) at a situation i'd be be shocked i would too but i'm saying let's let's again because we have to weigh so many different um scenarios if the nba decided you know what just we could push things back or we could just start the playoffs now. There's a clear divide between the, ninth, the eighth and ninth seeds in both conferences. Uh, I don't think it'll happen. I really don't. But And I do think that the draft will be moved back. I think free agency will be moved back. Everything's going to be affected. Uh, but the exact timing of it is challenging. So what may be between Wednesday and the NBA draft uh, might Maybe it's it's not the same exact timeline as the day that we resume and the day that the draft is, is there. And so if it's a shorter period of time, then you're, you've lost time that you may need with your staff. And if there's a greater period of time, then that gives you even more time to do the research. Um, but you have to look at the worst case scenario that you have less time to do the scouting and you have to at least line your ducks up in a row as best you can so that the moment you have the opportunity to start, uh, you get on it and it's business as usual.
0: Yeah, um I think the long and the short of it is there is probably a way for Leon Rose to take advantage of the situation and there is also a, a very distinct possibility that if he that if he is not proactive and again keeping in mind the complications that come with that, um this could also put him at a very severe disadvantage in trying to shape this team um, you know, for, for what'll be his his first Full year on the job. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, much, much like it'll be interesting to see what what becomes of this program in the coming weeks. As I said, we will continue to bring you these shows to start off every week. Um, if for if for no other reason than it may be a, like a. Like a yard marker for people who like, is it Sunday? Is it Tuesday? Is it is it morning? Is it night? Is it <laughs> like what's going on here? Like if you hear Jeremy and, and and my voice, it'll you'll you'll know that okay, it's it's Monday morning. Um, so let me start whatever your your particular week looks like. So we're not going anywhere. Um, if you, um, we have some ideas and we'll we'll, um spitball them as the weeks go on but if you have any ideas for things that you want to hear on the show um please don't hesitate to reach out to either of us you could obviously find both of us on twitter jeremy is at uh the uh, uh coincidence i always how do you how do you pronounce your twitter by your twitter name to, or, or just spell it out oh yeah i'm no i said the
1: coincidence the but co- i just spelled with my last name c-o-h-e-n yes yeah cohen coincidence uh, my fourth um, grade teacher always called me Cohen and I just it's like dude it's not like ice cream it's it's Cohen it the h is like a w it's it's
0: yeah whatever yeah no i i like it. it's um, the most
1: popular last name in the world and he couldn't get it but well, it is
0: actually one of the most popular yeah um or or me you know where to find me um so yeah i mean like it reach seriously reach out let us know um message us tweet us whatever whatever you want we'll we'll come up with some stuff and we'll we'll make it fun um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's about it. Jeremy, anything else on your end?
1: Just practice social distancing, I guess is really, seriously, really it. Please, You know, you I, never, I know who's, you never know who's going to be impacted by, by your actions. So, um, just be cognizant of that. I,
0: I was talking to, I was talking to Dolores before and I'm like, I get it. Like if I was 23 and it was last night and I'm like, damn. I could maybe have some like end of the world sex, um, you know, if I go out to a bar right now. Like, yes, the end of the world sex might be very good, but um, you don't know if the person you're having end of the world sex with knows someone who has like a grandmother who's old and has like some, some health condition.
1: It may not be end of world sex for you. You might be having sex and it's the end of the
0: world for someone you love. Because of that interaction. Well, we've just, we've, we've now, like we, I thought we were dark before. We have now ventured into (laughs) just, uh, I don't, I don't like we're deep into the bat cave now. Um, so on that note, uh, this is what no sports does to us. This is what, yeah, this is what, this is what no sports does indeed. Um, okay. Uh, I've got
1: one, I've got one thing. Please. Yes. This is
0: more of a request. Uh,
1: so I, I managed to go get my Xbox. I I'm not a huge player, obviously. Um
0: but Oh, you're anyone, a player, all right.
1: Well thanks, John. Um if anyone has any ideas about games that are more like challenging, I've Xbox One. I'd love to hear it. I just bought NBA two K twenty. I'm gonna get NHL twenty. I've got some you know, like I've got COD and some other things too, and my roommate has an entire COD book. Yeah, a Modern Warfare it's two The Fish? Yeah, Call of Duty. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Not the fish, the, yeah. the game. But, uh, cause cod. also my, my girlfriend wanted to play some games that were. Do
0: people call it COD?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, huh. I believe so. Um, at least that's what I called it growing up as a kid and my friends did too. Um, but yeah, so if now anyone has like non shooting but fun adventure or like challenging games, like I'm thinking more like LA Noir type, uh, that are multiplayer, I'd love to hear it cause, um, I mean, obviously, I'm still going to be working 48 hours a week at home, but I am really eager to figure out ways to escape um, what is now a self-imposed, but rightfully so prison. So please uh, reach out. Let me know.
0: Um, I want to go f- now. Uh, so since we've started recording, uh, the governor announced that um, or I, I don't know if it was the governor or the plot. Someone announced that the schools are going to close early this week. Um. So sure enough, I'm going to go in and get this fucking thing tomorrow. Um, Anyway, so I'll need something to occupy my time as well. Um, I'm going to go look for, like, my old Game Boy. That's that's where I'm at. You're at COD. I'm at Tetris. Um, Hey, that's that's fine. Tetris is a lot of fun. I think the last video game that I played with any regularity was um, Super Smash Brothers in college for... I would that have been gamecube in 2003 yeah yeah that's gamecube okay yeah Yeah. so that's where i'm at and i think there was a mario kart also for that system um yep yep that was me i was there i was there for that um that's it that's the last time that i've really been so who knows maybe this will be the time that that the Macri family reintroduces itself to video games. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and the, the Nintendo Switch is a lot of fun. We play it at work sometimes. There's like a murder mystery party, which is great. Or that's uh, the handheld thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you can just play it on your phones and connect it. Um, it's, wait, it's hold on, wait, 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 with,
0: hold on. I how can I play it on if it's a it's a it's if it's a video game system? How can I play it on my phone?
1: So you can hook it up to the TV, and essentially um, you can. You can play games using that. And but wait, if, down- I, if
0: it's a handheld system, why do I need my TV? So this is all – you really are, are – you're going too fast for <laughs> me here. It's, it's a handheld thing that I could hook up to my TV, but I could also play on my phone?
1: So you can hook it up to your TV and play it uh, like if you were to do in a group setting, which we don't want in this case, obviously. But if you and your wife um, wanted to play some sort of game that you could do two-player, you could still uh, play it without having it to be on the smaller screen but the phone aspect is more like there are games that you can get in a certain pack. Uh, I love how everyone's just going to listen along to this. Cause it, we really haven't ended. This is still Colin, on Do you want to play air. a
0: video game? No, no. All you right. Sure? What kind of video game? What could we play? <laughs> What's a good game? I don't know. Mario Kart. Do they have Mario Kart on this thing? Yeah. Yeah. They have Mario Kart. Okay. So that's all right. Let's get on, uh, uh, Amazon. Can you, can we order this? yeah okay i'm just making sure that literally no one listens to the end of the show what's that (laughs) oh yeah my wife just came up with a great idea we could buy a third controller and have it not actually work and give it to our daughter to occupy her while we play each other in the game
1: very true or if you do mario kart and decide to get a a steering wheel it's a great way for her to just kind of pretend to drive
0: wow that's a go how much is yeah okay let, we're, we're really going to be done for this how much does one of these uh gizmos cost the switch um that's a
1: great question i i don't have one it, it might be 250 um, oh
0: 250 the nintendo switch that's it you're not even working anymore they have one income. Jesus Christ! the 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 the, the, the it's um, it's it's starting at three hundred. I should three. I should say, oh, good. Okay, three. Yeah. The amount by which between you and my wife that are just absolutely completely um dis not connected to reality uh, between the podcast <laughs> and this conversation. Wait, it's, now it, it's staggering. No, it's it's, right.
1: it's starting at at one ninety
0: nine. According oh one ninety oh it's a bargain. Okay. A, so one ninety
1: nine. Y- you know, I'll, I can help you do research and we can figure it out. All right. This uh, is.
0: This will all be for for a project for this week. Um, if you if you're still listening, um, you, do, <laughs> get yourself a hobby. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rough uh, it's gonna be a rough few few months. I, I have a feeling. So we all we all need to think of things to occupy our time other than listening to me be old um, on my own podcast. Um, Jeremy, thank you very much. This was this was fun. Um, I need I, I I I needed this if I'm being honest. So
1: we both did i think everyone could use it so i hope so this was i'm glad we could we could do this
0: yeah no me too and we'll continue doing this and we will continue doing this um everybody thank you for taking the time out uh, to listen to another episode of the next film school podcast we will talk again with you